0: Mama, hmm hmm
1: m m m m m to m m m Hello, Annette. Hi. How are you doing?
0: I'm good. How are you?
1: I'm good. It's what? Is it what? Midnight there? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, thank you for staying up.
0: I would, anyways, so.
1: So, how have you been?
0: I'm good. I'm just staying at home, doing the most I can. I don't know. That's it.
1: What have you been doing to, like,. Like prep and everything for for volleyball during all of this like what's is there anything different in Hungary compared to over here in the States
0: well I do work out at home all the time and like my mom plays volleyball so I play with her I pepper with her outside all the time plus they started to like be like I guess less strict about the rules and like quarantine stuff so my old club just started to practice, and I'm practicing with them. So I'm actually getting back to volleyball now.
1: Now, is that your pro club or the national team?
0: No, it's the pro club. The national team is not practicing yet.
1: We don't even know if we will have the games this year. Oh, uh, okay. okay. So just I'll, – I'll, I'll let you introduce yourself since we kind of started already. Um <laughs> So just kind of give give your background, um, how long you've been playing, where you played, and um, kind of how you got started in volleyball.
0: Okay, so I've been playing volleyball for about 10 years, I think. I played basketball before, and then I just kind of wanted to change, so I switched to volleyball. I played for a club in Budapest. It's called Vashosh, but I've played for them my whole life before I came here to the U.S., so like whenever I stopped, uh, I finished high school, I came to the U.S. to do college. And like alongside with that, I've been playing for the national team, for the senior national team for two years, I think. And before that, I played for the youth national team for like two, three years, I think.
1: So um, with, because I I know a lot of like the European uh, play, I hear from like Joseph, the head CCU coach, mm-hmm. and you know, you and AK when she was here and and a lot of the other girls um, for, like, the ones that are watching that don't kind of describe the differences with uh, with volleyball in the European and uh, foreign countries compared to the U.S.
0: I think, like, the main difference is the system because in the U.S. you have, like, high school uh, teams and then you have college teams. But back home, we have like clubs we don't really have high school or college teams or if we do it's like really low level teams so it's more like clubs people go to clubs from their like very young ages and we play all year round with the club and then when you get to the age like you get to the senior teams like the pro teams kind of to play with them so that's like the most like the biggest difference i would say and then also some of the rules different like when the when in the US the ball can hit the ceiling or you have like 12 or 15 subs in a set something like that like in Europe you can't play off the wall or off the ceiling you only have six subs per set and some like small rules like this
1: and i know that i don't for for a lot of people i mean a lot of the girls that kind of like we've dealt with in camps and whatnot that would like completely change how they play the game you know you got you know, how many people on the national team roster? Was it fifteen? 14? It's Fourteen? It's for games. Yeah. And you know, you're you're looking at the fact that you might not go in at all.
0: Yeah. I mean, exactly.
1: How do you how do you get your mindset right to say, Okay, I have practiced, I have put in all this work, I'm at kind of the pinnacle of the sport. Um, how do you sit there and just go okay I have to continually work like how do you stay humble but still kind of work more and more
0: I think it's like more like passion like if you really want to do it you know you're not gonna stop until you get the chance to be on the court and then you just look around like yeah this player is better than me but I put in the work too like that's where I want to get that's how I want to play too like to check what they are good at and try to practice that and then I guess like, whenever I was a bench player, I just try to tell myself that, yeah, like, even with being there on practice and practicing with the starting six, like, it helps them a lot. So I'm actually helping a team a lot, like, a lot. And I know my time is going to come. Like, I just have to keep working. Because if I stop working, it's just, that's just no point. Because if I stop working, I'm not going to be on the court and I'm not going to enjoy it at all. So I either work and try to get on the court or I should just, like, stop it, I guess.
1: Yeah, it's kind of just a, like a um, sink or swim. You either do it because you love it or just don't do it at all. Yeah. Um, so with, like, I got to watch you during the Champions League um, over, was it last summer? And for me, I never got that chance to play that high. Like, I played in college and then just kind of went right into coaching. Um Kind of explain what what goes through your head when you're playing on a stage that size. I mean, where you're, you know, if you win the Champions League, you guys were, um, were were getting an automatic bid for the Olympics. I mean, kind of kind of go through the process at 19. What's going on in your mind, and how much are you, like, are you just solely enjoying it? Are you trying to focus? You know, like, where where's your mind at while you're playing?
0: I think for me, that was the first year I got to play a lot in the national team and like it was the European Championship, it wasn't our home court, we played in Hungary so I think I just tried to like enjoy myself and like play the best I can and like not think about other stuff because like we knew what level our team is on, like we knew we can beat teams, there are teams we probably can't beat. So, like, we knew where we were at. We didn't focus on, like, trying to win because we know that's not, like, a reality goal at this point. So, we just, like, start, like, try to focus on, like, the next games. Like, okay, this team, we can beat them. Like, let's try to focus on that, but not think about, like, okay, like, five games later, what's going to happen? So, it was more about, like, enjoying it and focus on one game at a time and instead of, like, thinking about big things because
1: we knew where we were. We knew what we had to do. Do you do you like the pace of the national team and playing at that, like we'll say in that arena, compared to playing in Division One, Or do you think they, they, they both have their uh, pros and cons?
0: Yeah, I think they both have their pros and cons. Like in college, I feel like there's less pressure in some way because everyone is young. Like everyone who watches the games know that, okay, these are young players, like, They're good, obviously, because they're in Division 1, but they are going to make mistakes. They are not professionals. They just do it because they like it and, like, they love to play the sport. While on the national team, it's mostly professional players, other players, like, you can't really make that many mistakes. Like, you still have to risk a lot and, like, go hard, but you can't make all those mistakes because, like, all the fans, all the coaches, like, they expect you to play as a professional, don't make all the mistakes, like, know where you're at, but, like, go go hard and, like, take the responsibility, I guess.
1: Yeah. And it's, it, for me, having, like, played with you and played against you, it's really cool to kind of know what it's like to be on the other side playing against someone of your caliber and, um, if some people don't know, um, to, to hear Annette who is taller than me and I'm six foot um, say, you know, you know, being a bench player and it wasn't that long ago either um, it's, it's humbling for me. I mean, cause I, I know how hard you play. Um, I've, I've got to watch you. I've gotten, have the ability to coach coach you and help you out and then got to watch you play on that high level. So it puts things in perspective for me. And to even just have an idea of what you go through on a daily basis with the sport. um, I couldn't imagine at 20 playing at that level. Um, I wish I had the ability to do it. That would have been awesome. Um, But when like watching your, watching the timeouts and everything, when you guys were playing um, over in Europe, they're very, they seem very intense, but at the same time, they're very, uh, calm like can you kind of explain like what you guys go through because I, I i noticed that they're not exactly the same as to when you're playing here and um it, you know i'm kind of going off of the coach's body language and how i see you and the other players talking so can you guys like elaborate what the differences are when your coach there calls a timeout compared to when joseph calls a timeout yeah
0: i think it's It, like, really depends on the coach. Like, I had many different coaches. All the timeouts were different. So, like, I feel like in the U.S., when we have a timeout, we try to put in as many information as we can. Like, okay, like, in defense, let's focus on this. Let's focus on that player getting the ball. In offense, let's try to do this and this. So, like, we try to put in a lot of information and, like, to kind of, like, go around everything that happens on the court. Well, I think in the national team, the coach we had last year and like the year before, we tried to focus on more like like one thing at a time. Like if he if he called a timeout because our passing wasn't good, he wanted to talk about the passing and like us players tried to figure out the passing. Like we didn't talk about everything, so we mostly just got a timeout for like one main thing and then we went around that thing, I guess. But it really depends on the coach, so. We are getting a new coach this year again in the national team, so we'll see how that will go. Okay.
1: Is it, is it hard to kind of change year-to-year year at that level with coaches, or are you guys all kind of on the same level where you just need to adapt to how they coach?
0: Yeah, I think it's more like just need to adapt because every coach has a different personality. They want to play a different system. So, like, the coach has to understand the players and explain what he wants. We have to understand what he wants and do what he wants. So it's more like adapting to it. Because at this point, everyone played with so many coaches, I guess, in our careers that it's not like a new team that we get a new coach this year. It's more just like how we adapt and how fast we can do what he wants us to do.
1: And I know it, um like when, when watching the Champions League and kind of talking with CJ and uh, um, Simone when she was here and uh, Joseph about everything, you know, it was kind of my first – it was my introduction into uh, European volleyball, really, to like to sit down and watch. So to hear, and then even to talk to you about it, and then to hear, you know, oh, this team's much better, you know, our mindset was this going in. It's kind of, it, it's really cool to see it transition from college where you guys just scout, 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 and the teams change every single year to now you're kind of like, all right, well, we have – we're gonna be facing these people or these same athletes for years, and it's how do we get just a little bit better than where they are now?
0: Yeah, like especially in the national team because it's usually like the same team or mostly the same team for like a, a couple of years. Like our team, like some of our players have been the starting players for I don't even know, like a, like a five six years maybe or something like that. So. It's like when you go and play a team you already played last year, you'll know most of their players already. It's like you know them, you know what they kind of do, but you still have to scout them to see if they changed anything, if they got better at anything, if they like something more, if they have a different system. But in the U.S., as you said, like because uh, players graduate, play, players transfer, new freshmen are coming in, like it's so different every year. There are some things that, like, might change their whole roster in one year, like, their whole starting team. So, like, in, like, a lot of games in the U.S., I feel like we just don't know what to expect from a team because we're, like, okay, like, we beat them last year, but, like, six out of six starter players are new. Like, we don't even know them, so.
1: Yeah. I almost feel like once you get to to that national or international level, it's kind of just – Building the roster for the long term and then you can get a better game plan. It's like it's a lot more stable, I think. And then when you kind of drop down into that college level, you know, you know before before they, they go pro when they're lucky to uh, you know you kind of I feel sometimes you have to get lucky to, to start getting those one or two stud or all American athletes and then kind of just slowly building around it. But it's sad to watch it because once once their four years are up, you know, you got to find another person somehow to, to build that in. And there's girls, I know in, in the pros, they end up playing, you know, they can play 10 years, 10, 10, 12 years. And they run almost the same roster instead of rotating four years. I mean, I, I think that bodes well, really well for you because, I mean, i I'll be honest, I'll be watching you play for a long time. And... I hope to God you guys get the chance to go play in the Olympics next time.
0: Yeah, it's like, as you said, like in pro teams, especially like the ones that are like on like the top top of their leagues, like let's say the best Italian teams, the best Hungarian teams, like if you keep getting uh, medals, if you keep winning games, championships, like European league games or something, it's easier to keep your players because you are a successful team, you have the money, like you can keep the players for a lot, for, as you said, like maybe even for 10 years. But in college, you can't really do anything about uh, players graduating. You can't just give them an extra year. So it's like harder because in Europe, you can tell all the players that, yeah, like we are trying to build around this team for like the next two, three years. But in college, you can't really say that. Some people might transfer because of academics. Some of them are graduating. So... You
1: really can't keep the same team even if you wanted to. So, um, one big thing I wanted to talk about, two things actually. One was you were the first All-American at CCU ever. And then mm-hmm. uh, you recently just got, um, and correct me if I say this wrong, um, the Hungarian National Player of the Year last yeah. year. Yeah. So, um Two, I mean, th- those are two huge awards and two huge accomplishments um and I remember talking to you about you being an all-american at ccu before it even happened and I I, I want to say this just because it shows it kind of shows how how humble you are and kind of like how level how did you are is I remember saying you know if you don't get it it's it's, it's there's something wrong and uh, you responded me in, um close to saying, you know, and even if I don't, it's not it's not a big deal, because you were you were already at that peak where you just you knew what you were gonna do and you just kept going, um, kind of just like when you got those awards. Which one, I probably have an idea, but which one meant more to you? And like, how did you feel when you when you were told about both of them?
0: I think, like, both of them felt great because it's good to see that, like, all the work I put in and, like, all the things I achieve like, they kind of, like, reward me for it. Like, it's, like, a good feedback to see that people also think that it's good what I'm doing. So, they both felt good, like, All-American. I think it's a good thing because, like, I've been in the U.S. for two years. Like, it's still kind of, like, like, not new, but, like, it's not something you can get every year because you only play for college for four years. So... That was good, especially because I was the first one to get the coastal. And then, like, being the female player of the year in Hungary, that was also really good because that's like something that only one player gets in a year. And, like, I'm still very young. Like, I'm still 20 and I played in the national team, and I got it as a 20 year old player and not as a 25 year old. So, like, that felt great too because. Like my competition, competition wasn't only college girls and college players, but it was like every professional player in Hungary. So I was like pretty young to get it, I guess.
1: Yeah. Uh, what did it feel like? Cause I, um, you guys played uh, the Netherlands, correct? Last year or last summer? Yeah. Um. Was uh. Was Ilsey on that team? No. No. Um, oh, I thought there. I I thought you guys. I thought you played actually one of your one of your teammates over the summer last no, year. I,
0: no, I didn't. Because I feel like the thing is, like, other than Brigy and me, because we are Hungarians, but like the other girls, like Ani from Bulgaria, Jana from Serbia, yes from the Netherlands. Those are all like really big volleyball countries. Like their teams are one of the best national teams. Like mm-hmm. not just in, but even in the world. So it's like they have the best players in the world, like it's really hard to get into those teams unless you are some like huge talent at a young age. Like other than that, you usually get in there when you are older. Cause... What's it it's
1: like just... though, with like all those girls that understand your level? Because it was it was really it was really fun to watch this year, um, especially having uh, you know a, a national team player already that you play with come with you. And then you have talent from basically all around Europe, and it kind of kind of Does it does it make it easier to transition back over here when you have players that kind of are like minded?
0: I don't think so. And like coming from the national team, like in the national team, I'm not the one who like has to be the leader on the team because I'm young. Like I've only been there for like two years, so like I'm trying to play the best I can. I'm trying to score as much I can and, like, put all the work in. But the other players, they've played for so much longer. Like, they're still the ones who help me out. And I'm not, like, I'm not the one helping them out with, like, tapes and feedback or something. So, like, coming back here, I tried to use all I learned there and then use my confidence because I knew I played at a high level with, like, prof- against and with professional athletes. And I just tried to put in that work here at coastal and like knowing that like all the americans and the new girls they want to work hard and then the europeans they kind of have the same mindset as i do because they also played in like uh like almost professional teams back home like they played in the first league so i feel like they have the same mentality as like me like as european players and then the americans they're all like really hard workers so it just like came together really well that everyone was on to working hard and
1: they were willing to, to put all the extra work in and stuff like that. You know, um, I, I see a difference in how the European or I'll just say foreign players act and train compared to the American players. And I know I hear this a lot with certain programs, where people ask, well, why do they only recruit you know foreign players, why do they only recruit US players? Um, my personal opinion is the work ethic and the mindset is I've always said it like it just looks like when I watch a you play or when I watch a couple of the other girls play, um, it's like you're just a machine. like you you have your faults and you have your issues that, that, that you're working out but it's almost like you're a machine you go out you just you do your job and there's no second guessing there's no lack of focus like how what was your like what was your path with training to turn you into the athlete you are now
0: i think it's like like when i'm young in like middle school high school we obviously play on youth teams like mostly with our age or like a couple of years older players like we play those uh games and leagues and teams but then once we get to like being 16 17 years old a lot of us gets to like a senior team almost a professional team and we train with players like I've had American players in Europe uh, as my teammates but they were already done with college for a few years like they were 24 25 already play professionals so like we get used to playing with and practicing with these professional athletes. And like, you obviously have to work really hard because at that point it's higher than the level you've been used to. And like like with Americans, like they don't really have the chance to get that experience before college because they all just like play high school and like they play against other high school teams. Like they're going to play on like their age level they don't really have uh, the option to play with professional uh, players. So, like, for us, like, I've played two years with a senior team. I've played with experienced players. Like, they helped me out. I had to work harder than if I played with a youth team because if I wanted to get on the court, I had to be on the level of 25, 26-year players who played professional for a few years at that point. So, kind of that's it, I think.
1: Yeah, it's... I really – I mean, I I, I completely agree. I really wish that we – like, I I wish in the States we did have something like that to where we could bring in maybe bring in, like, college teams to come play high school teams or come train with them, kind of the same idea, or at least put out that neutral area, in a sense, to where those ages could mix and practice and play with each other rather than, just like you're saying – and just like we do play middle school plays middle school or high school plays high school or, you know, like club 16s play 16s. Um, I think the only thing that we get to do here is kind of have the younger kids play up in ages rather than um, have them go train with, you know, college players. It's uh, for me, I think that that kind of is our biggest downfall, at least in the sport.
0: Because for us it's a big help to get to that level when we are 16, and then we are already with a professional team. Like even like when you are 18, you can already go professional. Like obviously not the players who want to go to the US, but the ones who don't plan on going to the US, they can go professional, get paid, and pay on that high level. But like for the US players, they are going to be 22, maybe 23, when they get the option and the opportunity to go professional and play on that level. So like before that. They only play they only play their age and I think in some sense it's good because you're playing the same level as you are on, but on the other hand you don't have like a bigger space to like get better and improve, I think.
1: Mm-hmm. Um so like um how how do you get in your how do you get into and stay in a competitive mindset? whether it's just practice or like they'll do at CCU uh, like an hour of serve and pass in the morning or before a game, or, you know, you have a match or a tournament or you go, or you're going to play um, for your club in Hungary or you play on the national team. Like what's your, what's your like pre-match mental routine to kind of get set into that mindset?
0: I think just like before games, like, I obviously love playing. I enjoy winning. So, like, before a game, it's always in my mind that, like, yes, I want to win. I want to play the best I can because I want to be satisfied and happy after the game. Like, not just be like, okay, we won, but I scored two points and, like, I wasn't really good. I want to be good, so it's like, motivates me because I know I need a good mindset to go into a game and perform how I want to. And, like on practice I feel like I just before practice I try to focus on the stop that's like not going well like let's say I want to hit line but it's not like it hasn't been going well in the past few days so I just think about the things I wasn't doing well and then that motivates me that like yeah I obviously need practice because this is not going well so if I'm gonna go to practice I'm gonna show everyone and myself that I can do it like I'm gonna be better than yesterday because that's how
1: I can move forward. So I know that's that I think that that shows differently in a lot of people. Because um, if I if I if I were to hear that out of you know maybe certain people, um, I would think that they have a negative mindset at the time. But I think it's all how you say it and how you spin it. So yeah. it, that's probably the most positive way to work on your weaknesses and kind of move forward.
0: I'm not thinking about, like, yeah, you can't do it. Like, I'm not trying to tell myself, like, I suck because I can't do it. I'm trying to say that, yeah, that's the thing you have to work on, and you have a practice, so you have to practice it. Like, you have the option to improve and get better, and you have to use it.
1: Even in a game, just like you're saying, you know, it it may be the match before, the set before, you only got two kills, and you go, okay. You know, my goal is five. You get five. Okay, cool. Let's go to 10. And, you know, if you don't get to it, maybe you've already exceeded your primary goal and the rest was just awesome. Or you're like, okay, well, I have a match tomorrow. Um, I'm going to work on my swing on serving and pass and then carry it into the match. Uh, I think that's a huge lesson for a lot of younger athletes, too that even at your level and, you know, your age, you, just like you said, you are young to play at the level you're playing and you handle it very well. But I think it also comes with like what you're saying with your mindset and your mentality of, you know, the stress you're managing and kind of how you put it out there. And I know whenever I've actually had some of the girls say, Hey, you know, um, I'm not sure if I told you, but we had, during high school season, we watched the first part of your match, one of your matches during the, um, uh, I think it was the, I want to say semifinals. Can't remember, quarterfinals or semifinals. We watched the first part of your match before practice.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it was, it's kind of one of those things that pointed out, or pointed out was how calm you guys are. And, you know, after every point you guys come together, um, even, even during timeouts, you're, there's no one that's, there's no panic. Your body language is very relaxed. You're all kind of looking at each other and you can see a lot of little conversations, you know, between you and the setter, or you and one of the hitters or you and the libero. And, you know, you can see you're strategizing and it's, I think it takes a lot of stress off of younger players who are still, who are learning the game to see, Hey, you know, they're in a huge Pressure your situation, and it doesn't even look like it bothers them. They're just having fun.
0: Yeah. I think it's, like, if you communicate with each other, that's, like, the best way to try to stay calm because then we know that, yes, we are on the same level. We think about the same things. We want the same things. So, like, it's, like, good to, like, keep each other calm, I guess, because, as you said, in high-pressure situation it can be really hard, like, not mess up or, like, don't make mistakes, but I feel like our mindset mostly is that, like, if we are, like, close with, like, uh, within the opponent, like, two or three points to each other, like, I think if we just, like, we know we can't really make mistakes, but on the other hand, like, if we don't stay calm, we know we will make mistakes, so, like, we try to just, like, tell ourselves that, like, okay, it's a close game, like, there's still a lot more to do, like, we are right there, like, there's nothing to be nervous about. Or, like, when the gap is bigger, like, we are up by six, seven points or we are down by the same. Like, we just tell each other that, like, okay, like, at this point, like, if we are leading, there's nothing to worry about. Like, we are good, we just have to keep doing what we are doing. Or if we are down, like, there's nothing to worry about again because – If we are down by that much, like, we just have to play our game and, like, try to enjoy it and get back in, like, the way we know we can play. Like, there's nothing to be nervous about because, like, at that point, we are already, like, not the ones who are expected to win the set. So, like, we don't have anything to lose in one set if we are down. Like, we just have to get back to how we know we can play and then either come back and win the set or win the next set.
1: So like when, when you came to U, and uh, after playing your first season at indoor, when when you transitioned into playing beach, um, what was that like? Did you have like did you have prior experience in playing doubles, or was that your first year ever playing? And what did you think?
0: I've played before, but I think it was like fourteen, fifteen, maybe the last time I played beach volleyball. So it was a long time ago. So it was pretty hard. Like the first few practices, it was really hard to move in the sand. Like whenever we tried to jump and hit the ball, like we would miss the ball so many times. It was like kind of funny and frustrating at the same time. But then like after two or three weeks, we started getting uh, back to it. Like, okay, yeah, like I've done it before. I can do it. Like it feels good now. So at that point, it was really good. It was just really hard at the beginning.
1: I don't know this past... Trying to think, it was this past season. Um, you and your partner uh, ended up going undefeated. Or was that yes. the first I was
0: season? Defeated, but I don't remember how many games we had. But we yeah. only lost like five games, which was pretty good because, like, our record within the team was the best. Like we barely lost. Like we only lost five games, and then I think the whole team lost ten or eleven games, maybe. So like, I think every time our team won, we won, and then mm-hmm. we even won. Some- i thousand.
1: I'm gonna look that up real quick, actually, because I'm okay. curious. And it it was like a 12 and 0 or something with matches. It was it was in the double digits. I knew that, um, but I um, <laughs> uh, it was to me. I know when when I played guys um that are you know significantly taller than me, six five, six six. And at that point, I'm not blocking. I'm I'm playing, I I have someone, my partner's always taller than me at this point, and I'm playing. (laughs) How how did you use your height to your advantage? I know that sounds like a very simple question, but um, you do see sometimes a lot of taller players that have a hard time moving and being mobile in the sand. How did you kind of counteract that at first to use your height to your advantage instead of, Having it split, be a hindrance
0: yeah I think because I'm a hitter and not a middle with this height like I obviously move better in like defense and stuff like indoor too like compared to being a middle who barely has to do defense so like it was easier in that sense and then well I wasn't blocking in a lot of games but whenever I was blocking or whenever I was attacking mostly like it's hard to jump in the sand but because I'm really tall like even if I only jump a few inches I still have so many options to like work around the block or just like work with my uh, hand because I'm so like up high that like I don't really need a huge vertical to be able to get a kill or to like place the ball so it's like a lot easier like we even made jokes about it that like we weren't really jumping like even I wasn't really jumping on the on the sand because I was already tall enough to, like, work around the block and then just put the ball away and get killed.
1: Um, So, let's see. It was 2019, correct? Uh, The the season that me and you were talking about? Yes. Yeah. Um, Yeah, there was, let's see, how many matches? One, two, three, four. About thirty-two matches, and you lost one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So twenty-five and seven, roughly. Yeah. Um, and just as a doubles, as as a doubles pair, and I think you guys were third or what? Third or fourth doubles? No,
0: we were fifth.
1: You we were fifth? Okay. Yeah. I always thought higher for some reason. Um. But even even as a fifth pair out of six, and technically, you know, you, it's usually what the, the top four pairs or the top three ones are the ones that usually decide it. I remember watching you guys a lot that um, it was such a strong group of girls that anybody could have carried the team on any day. Yeah. And, it, like, how do you – do do you feel your like your experience and everything with indoor kinda of just helped push you through all those ruts when you when when you played Beach?
0: I think it they liked mostly that like the Beach players, they had some games in the fall but like not many, but like us indoor girls, we came off of a season like having games being under pressure the whole season, like and we just like kept carrying that. So like it was really good to like handle the pressure of the game. And then also the like to like know what shots I can do and what I have. And just like being able to use those on the beach because maybe there are some roll shots that doesn't work at indoor because there's six people on the court, but they might work in beach and just like, I know that like I can do it even if I don't use it at indoor because it's not gonna score, but it's going to score on the beach. So like, I know I have these shots and I had to use those. So that obviously helped a lot, I think. Um.
1: So I've got, I only have a couple other things to ask you and then I'm kind of going to open it up for people if they want to ask questions, um, everyone who's watching or has been watching. Um, what, cause I know during uh, last couple of seasons you've actually had that as well. Um, what besides right side, um, what's your favorite position to play? Um, I don't
0: know, probably like, and outside, maybe because like I've tried setter, I've tried middle, but like I hated being in middle, so that's just not me. And then setter, it's like fun for a while, but I guess it gets frustrating because if your like hitters are not scoring, maybe because they have like a great defense on the other side or great block, or your sets are not good, like you can't really do anything about it. And then I just enjoy hitting and getting kills so much that. I wouldn't be able to be a setter for, like, a whole game. Yeah. So if I was to play any other position than right side, I would want to play outside because it's pretty similar. I still get to get, like, hit the balls, get kills, and then do all the things I do as a right side.
1: So what's your what's your favorite um, – I'm not going to say play, but what's your favorite ball to hit? Now it can be front row, back row, in system, out of system. It doesn't matter.
0: I feel like it's obvious when I'm front row because it's, like, a lot easier. And then when it's an in-system ball, that's probably the best because I either will have, a, like, a single block or even if it's a double block, like, I just love to hit the balls because it's just easier to hit them strong. Like, you just go up really fast, the ball is fast, you're just there, and then you just hit what you feel like. You don't have time to think, so you're just going to – hit what you feel. And I feel like that works better than when you have so much time to think and then you're like, Oh, I want to hit cross no line, and then just end up hitting in the block
1: or something like that. So um, so I'm going to open it up. Uh, I'm sure you're probably gonna get a couple questions. Um, Just submit your questions down below in the middle. Um, I'm starting to keep the commenting off because it makes everything a lot easier. Uh, But What's your, so, so far, like, what's your, what's your favorite moment you've had in volleyball? Or do you have to break it up between, like, club, uh, the states, and the national team? So we'll, we'll do that. What's your favorite uh, memory so far at Coastal, favorite memory in club, and then favorite memory uh, with the national team?
0: Um, at Coastal, I don't know, because we had, like, a lot of really good games. And like one favorite memory is probably Hawaii because even though we didn't play good, it was just like a a really big experience. I've been in the States for like a month or two and then we got to play there. That was like a great environment, like a couple thousand people there. Or then I could say also, I think, the Iowa game this year when we played Iowa in the preseason because they are a power five team and we beat them. We played pretty well. Like it wasn't our best game, but we played well. And then we show that we can be, like, a great competition to a Power 5 team. And then we're actually able to beat them. Or then, I don't know, with the national team, like, I think one is the first games ever I played with the senior national team. When, I think it was 2018, when we played Croatia in the European League. And, like, I came in as a sub, but I ended up playing for almost the whole game. And, like, I played pretty well compared to being my first game. I even got MVP after the game. So that was good. That was, like, a really good start, I think. And then, obviously, this year when we played the Universiade with the national team and then the European Championship, that was both just, like, so good. Like, it's, like, a great experience to be be there, play there, and, like, show what we can do. It's just a huge thing to play for the national team every time i think Mm -hmm. and then i don't know about my club like i had a like a lot of great things when i played in the youth team and we like won championships but once i got to the senior team i got there first as like a sub player and once i started to be a starter i got injured and then i missed like the end of the season and then like more than half of the next season and then i just came to coastal so like, we had great things, but I never, like, I've never was, I wasn't really, like, a huge part in, like, anything we got there because either I was, like, a really beginner in the team or then I was injured or coming off from the injury. So it was kind of hard to, like, be a significant part of games.
1: Yeah. Um. Kind of Kind of. describe the the different levels of the pro scene. Because I know there's there's different leagues um, and c- kind of like what they have here with baseball with the minors, like single A, double A, triple A, and then you have the majors. Um, how does it run over in Europe?
0: Uh, I think, like, first, like, every country has their own championship. And, like, we have, like, Division One, and Division Two. Like, every country has, like, different divisions, kind of like in the U.S. in college. And then there are, like, European uh, – like Cups, I guess, where like European clubs compete with each other and there's like the Champions League, that's like the best teams, then uh, the CEV Cup and then Challenge Cup. So it's like Champions League is the champion teams or like the best two or three teams from each country playing against each other and then it like goes down to like the next best teams. So like you compete within your country, within the level you play. And then if your club is on that level, you compete with other European clubs
1: too. Okay. Um, I don't... One thing is I would love to... um, I'm supposed to go on a trip actually over to uh, the Mediterranean this year, but with all this going on, haven't been able to do it. Um, Oh, yeah. It's... it It is one thing. I would love to go over there and just kind of get into the volleyball scene in Europe because, uh, I mean, I, I've, I've talked with you about it before. I've talked with, you know, Joseph and a lot of the players on the team. And it's just one of those things I feel like I'd have to experience to really understand it. Um, I just feel like there'd be more opportunities and I think I would, I don't know, I think I'd learn something totally different than, than what's, you know, not, not away from the U S or, you know, their level of sport, but, I still think that there's something, I, I guess it's just because I haven't done it, it just seems like it's a lot more intriguing.
0: I mean, it's like, yeah, I think it's you can really understand it if you are there to experience it. And, like, it was the same for me, too. Like, I didn't really understand how is it going in the U.S. before I got here. Like, Joseph tried to explain it to me, but I was like, I don't really get this. Like, I'll see when I get here. and uh, And it's like, obviously different in europe like like just like the themes like the perspectives and like what's like the main points and like what they focus on i guess because like in the u.s they focus so much on like for example like talking communicating and like like sometimes like just like playing like being really dynamic and strong and then in europe i think like the main focus is learning the technique like have all the techniques to do all the shots or just like have the perfect technique already when you just like start playing like when I was like young and started playing they focused so much on our like passing setting all those skills instead of just getting into playing right away so like I think the biggest difference is like when you watch European ball it was like really nice because of like all the technique and stuff like it's just like pretty volleyball i guess mm-hmm. and in the us a lot of times it's not that pretty but then it's like really dynamic and like strong like they would go for every ball they jump really high like they are strong and like they get all the kills or the dicks but it's just not that pretty as in europe while in europe they have all the shots like you like you have the shots here too but like In Europe like a lot of players like they are able to do like different line shows, different length and stuff. And in the US they more like just like go how they feel and it's really dynamic and strong, but not as pretty, I guess. Yeah,
1: there's there's more of uh more of an art to it is kind of what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. I I I definitely agree with it because you you do see a different a different flow on the court. Um I think a lot of that does start to translate into the U S but it, I think it only happens when you get to that, that top tier and you get to the, like the women's national team or the, um, maybe even a little bit on the women's, uh, collegiate national team. Yeah. But you know, it definitely, I, I, I think it does. I think it kind of bows the same way for soccer as well. Um, I think it's just one of those sports like volleyball when in, in other countries, they're, where they have academies or they have huge programs where they start young and then they just build up and up and up and you kind of turn it into a lifestyle almost and it becomes part of you. It's not, it's not like an obligation. It's not like you have to do it. You want to do it.
0: Yeah. And like I know that, I know mostly about Hungary, but like I know there are, like for some sports, as you said, academies or like even if you are not in an academy, I know players that like, they became part of, like, a professional team, and their team wanted them to practice twice a day. So, like, they would be, like, not even school, but, like, they would only go to school, like, once or twice a week. They would get all their stuff to do at home, and, like, they was going to do their test, but they didn't have to go. Like, they kind of, like, got them off school so they have more time for volleyball. And it's, like, harder for school, but then they get the opportunity to practice volleyball or do weightlifting and stuff like twice a day so like they focus more on being a volleyball player than doing school and volleyball at the
1: same time so what's it like like my my last thing i'm going to ask of you and then i'll let you go because i know it's late there um (laughs) uh my last thing is kind of kind of run run through for everybody uh what your training is like like your your we'll say your daily routine when you're training with uh, the national team.
0: Mm, well, we like we always have two practice a day, and like it's kind of different every day. Like, but most of the time we'd like yeah obviously like wake up, get breakfast, have practice. It's probably around like ten. Like it's not a really early practice. It's like ten a.m. Maybe eleven, and then it's either like a two-hour ball practice or like one-hour ball, one-and-a-half-hour weightlifting, something like that. So, like, we have weightliftings in the morning. And then if we do ball, it's more like not really jumping. It's more like servant pass or hitting from a box or stuff like that. And then we have lunch and, like, a bigger rest time. And then we would go back to the gym maybe, like, at, like, 5, 6 p.m. But, like, it's also different every time. And we will practice for, like, maybe two, two-and-a-half hours. And it's ball practice a lot of six against six and like less technique, but more like actual game things.
1: Okay. Um, What, what are you looking forward to? Actually, I do have one more for you. What are you looking (laughs) forward to the most um, in the next, you know, obviously saying everything goes back to normal with all this going on. Um, What are you looking forward to the most in this next year of playing volleyball?
0: um i think like first i still want to like have the national team stop this summer obviously because it's still not sure that if we we will have the games or not and then going back to the us like i'm planning on graduating next may so it might be my last year in the us so i obviously want to win the sunbat because i know we can do it we have a great team like a lot of us have been together for one or two years now so like that's like the main goal to win that and then just like get the team together and do it and then go through the NCAA and then after that like the spring is to like get better at everything I know I need to improve in volleyball plus to like get strong with all the workouts and then just go back to the national team and like play as much as I can and as well as I can because that's going to be really important going into either my last college season or my first pro season
1: okay um so i I'll say this I'm definitely excited to see where like where you go and how you do after c c u um I'm gonna be sad to not see you here if if that's the case you don't stay for a fourth year, but trust me, I completely understand um i if I was you I'd want to go play pro immediately um but uh thank you, Annette, for coming on. I really do appreciate it, uh especially with the time difference and everything uh, so uh, Uh, if there is any kind of advice or anything you'd give to anybody out there watching, um, coach, anything, what would it be?
0: I think it's just like, like, don't do it because you feel like you have to do it. Like if you practice volleyball, if you play volleyball, you have to do it because you enjoy it and because you love it. Because at some point, if you just do it because you feel uh, like you have to, you will... Like, I I think you will lose motivation and there's going to be a point where you just can't get any better because you don't actually want to do it. So, like, just, like, always do it as much as uh, you're happy with it, I guess, mm-hmm. because that will help you to, like, stay motivated and get better every time.
1: Okay. Perfect. Thank you, Annette. Uh, I really appreciate it. Um, Thank you. I, everything works out for you for the summer uh, and you guys get to play and train and everything um obviously let me know um i'll post your uh schedule if you guys do get to play um and i look forward to seeing you back here in the states in august
0: okay thank you
1: so, have a good night take you it easy no,
0: okay bye